Welcome to another Booch News podcast with Ian Griffin. So, this morning I'm joined by Sean McGovern, who's starting a kombucha company called Twilight Booch in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, no problem. I, I, I caught sight of the fact that just right now on Instagram, you're announcing the fact that you're uh, doing some testing before your first official brew day. There's a picture of you. I guess you're the handsome guy with the beard with his uh, <laughs> stainless steel fermenting vessel. So, uh, you know, first of all, let, let's clarify. I, I think you say Bucks County is the, is the town or the region. Is it actually Yardley when I looked it up? Is that the the town you're in? Yeah, well, I actually live in Yardley, but the operation is actually out of Mooresville, Pennsylvania, which is uh, only about 10 minutes down the road. Same, same, okay. uh, same county. So it is Bucks County, yes. Okay, and just position that in relative to the rest of Pennsylvania. I guess everybody knows Philadelphia. Yeah. Are you, uh, you're, you're upstate okay. or inland from that? No, I'm actually probably about uh, 30 minutes outside Philadelphia, um, north. So um, I'm closer to New Jersey, I would say. So we're, you know, uh, where I'm located is uh, pretty much the first town that you can reach over the bridge from New Jersey. So, it, you know, if you're, if you're familiar with, if somebody's familiar with the area, you'd go Trenton, you cross the bridge, and it's Morrisville. So that's, that's where my operation is. Okay, so you're in a pretty urban kind of strip of area there in the East Coast. Um, and there are obviously other kombucha brands on the East Coast of various sizes. Um, what, what's your story there? When, when did you decide to take the leap into commercial kombucha? I mean, let's start maybe at the beginning. When did you first, you know, meet a SCOBY? When did you first brew your mm -hmm. first kombucha? <laughs> Uh, that's a very interesting story. So I'll give you, try not to be, you know, too long with my story, but I'll give you a quick background. So I am a, uh, a beer brewer actually by heart, um, home brewer. I've been home brewing beer for, uh, almost 12 years now and <clears throat> I'm just a huge craft beer fan. So, um, uh, my fiance and I had taken a trip uh, almost eight years ago now, I guess, um, down to Dogfish Head in Delaware. Um, I've never been there before. I was so excited to go there um, because it's like, to me, it was like the mecca of, of you know, craft beers. Like, you, you know, you have to visit Dogfish, you have to visit Stone, you know, and so, so on and so forth. So we had taken a trip down to Dogfish, and um, I would say, let's just say I had a little too much fun, and I was a little too excited to be there. So um, drank a little too much, woke up the next day, had to go to the tour, so I was going to um, the Dogfish Head tour, and I was so disappointed in myself because I really didn't feel good because I drank too much, and I was I've been waiting to go to this tour like my whole life, and um, I had said to to my fiance I said you know I'm I'm just gonna take a nap for a little bit till we go, and she was like all right I'm gonna go take a walk, and you know. She did, and I took a nap, and I woke up, and she comes back, and she went to the health food store. She's like, well, I asked the health food, health food store guy, you know, what would make you feel better, and he, he, he gave me a bunch of stuff. So I think, you know, there was like some vitamins or whatever and some water, some coconut water, and, and there was this bottle of GT's Ginger Aid Kombucha, and here it was. And I've never in my life heard the name kombucha, didn't know what it was, had no idea what it was. 
And he was like, you know, the guy said, help us sort of try this, drink this, try this. So I, at that point, I was willing to try anything. I got up, I drank it. We got in the car, heading towards the, the, the tour. And all of a sudden, I started, like, feeling, like, better. And I looked at her, and I was like, what the hell did you give me? I said, I, said, I, I, I feel, like, a lot better. And she was like, I have no idea what it was. So I started researching it and started to understand what it was and um, was just amazed about, about how it made me feel. And, I mean, almost like a little bit of a hangover cure if anybody's not aware of that. So I, was, I you know, went, on my day, went on my day, and um, that's how I kind of discovered kombucha for the first time. And when I came back, I was just obsessed with it. I mean, I would buy it all the time, start drinking it. And then being a beer brewer found out that, um, wow, I can make this for, you know, a quarter of the price that it cost me for a bottle. So I had um, researched into how to make it. Uh, and being that I had already a, a brewing background, um, I kind of was already familiar with how to, how to brew beer. So it's kind of, you know, I mean, there, there's obvious, obvious differences between kombucha and beer. Um, but um, I was able to, you know, fall into it pretty easily because of my brewing background. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like the short story of, uh, of well, my, I, it's, my first uh, you're not the first person I've spoken to, and myself <laughs> included, who uh, found GTs and the ginger aid is uh, uh, definitely one of the most popular. And ginger, I think, is the most popular uh, flavor of kombucha for all the brands. But I myself did the, exactly the same thing. I didn't have a hangover, but I started drinking GTs became obsessed with it and figured out, oh, I'm spending a hundred bucks a month on, on uh, store bought. And, and I got into the homebrew because you can literally, you said a quarter, it's almost like a, yeah. a hundred, you know, for, for <laughs> yeah. five cents, 20 cents the bottle if, yeah. once you get the production going. So you, you, so you've been home, you, you're a homebrew brewer. You kind of switched to kombucha um, by the sound of it uh, was so how long were you homebrewing for uh, on any scale? Uh, was this for your own consumption or what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I still, I still also brew beer, but I started brewing kombucha along, alongside, um, again, because I, I just loved it. And, you know, um, I would drink it, you know, in the mornings. Uh, I always felt like it made me feel better. Um, so, and, and, and I also did have a, a little bit of digestive issues and I found that that actually helped a lot with my digestive issues. So I would kind of just incorporate it into my diet. Um, so I, I pretty much started brewing it almost right away. <clears throat> uh, I think maybe I bought bottles for the first month or two and then realized I can brew this pretty easily. So yeah, I've been brewing it for about seven years now, eight years. Um, and, um, so what happened was I, I'm, I'm really just brewing on a homebrew scale. So I, you know, five gallons at a time. Um, about five years ago, I had an idea to um, open a a brewery because I had, I, I'd always had a dream of opening a beer brewery, um, but I just found it very difficult. Uh, I also was living in New Jersey at the time, and you know, to get around the the laws there and it's just it's just very it's a very hard thing and I couldn't wrap my head around it so I I never did that but I thought hey you know I can I can small batch scale uh, kombucha and I can do that well like again another long story short um, I had t kind of talked myself out of it feeling like 
you know, I can't do this. This is too difficult. So I kind of put it to the side for a while um, and kind of came back around to it after I started studying um, <laughs> certain modalities. So I kind of got into uh, Reiki. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a healing modality, which brought me yeah. to uh, yeah, which brought me to um, be a Reiki practitioner and then a Reiki master and then um, a meditation teacher, yoga teacher, and then I kind of started life coaching. Uh, I also got certified in life coaching, so I started doing all these different modalities and almost like saying to myself, whatever happened to the kombucha brewery I wanted to do? Like, why did I ever stop that? And, and kind of realized that I still really wanted to do that, but I had talked myself out of it thinking like it wasn't possible for me. You know, it's too difficult. How am I going to ever do this? I've never ran a business. So with all the different trainings I had had over the five years, I kind of coached myself back into, no, I can do this. And that's kind of like what, what happened in, in, in the last – I'd say a year now, is that I've kind of coached myself back into knowing that I can open this brewery um, and wanting to open this brewery. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, kind of like, that's kind of like how I got to where I am. Right. So I see on your website, you're still developing the website, but it says raw, unfiltered, Reiki-infused. So, right. And, and your logo is uh, like a meditative uh, – pose person there with their arms out. So uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, how and why and how the Reiki fits in. But right now, and we're, we're recording this, uh, you know, the 1st of December, it might not have go up on the website for a while, but right now on the 1st of December, it looks like on your Instagram, you've got some equipment in place, you're doing mm -hmm. some testing. Where are you kind of are you are you is this going to be full time are you still doing is your day job the the coaching and the meditation yoga teaching that is going to supplement this um i mean and kind of and the bottom line is how how did you get the the funds and the venue it looks like a dedicated it's not in your kitchen right anymore this is looks like a dedicated production facility so can you talk to me about that yeah so it took me a while to find a space no that's that, that is a commercial space um, actually, my by day, my day job is still. I'm I'm, I'm a graphic designer. I work for, actually for a corporate company, um, designing. I've been doing that for the last um, 22 years. So yes, I still have a day job. This is this facility right now is 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 pretty small. It's only about 500 square feet. Um, so it's it has a little bit of room for expansion. So I that's why I took this space because there is a um, there is extra room on, on the wall next to me so if I wanted to expand a little bit more but as of now yeah as of now it's it's going to be more of like a, a side part-time gig but yes I, I mean I absolutely would love to um, create this to be a full-time a full-time job I mean I and 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 when I say full-time job it's not only kombucha but I want to kind of bring this whole wellness factor into play also so I want I, my vision for this is really to have um, a full-on wellness center that includes kombucha and yoga and meditation and coaching and all these other modalities into one. It's like that's kind of where Twilight comes into. Um, like the, the name Twilight to me means like to see the light, to see the light past the dark, you know, where I feel like uh -huh. so many people are living in this dark um, 
and whatever that could mean to you. I mean, dark can mean the different types of things. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means there's always something to see that's right in front of you that you could be missing that can make your life so much better. So that's kind of like where that, like that umbrella comes in. So everything is Twilight. Twilight Kombucha, you know, I do Twilight coaching. Um, yep. So... Yeah, no, that sounds great. And looking back, I'm scrolling through your Instagram as we're talking. I see the facility. It looks like it's like in a brick building with a with a nice uh, rolling open door, 500 square feet. That's yeah. plenty. I mean, I, I know people in commercial operations, it's a little tight, but, you know, you, you can uh, certainly start production there. I'm curious you say a special shout-out to Laura at High Point Kombucha in Allentown, mm-hmm who was instrumental. Yes. So you, you contacted another, was this a personal friend or how did you and Laura connect to, and what, so what role? When I, yeah, so when I was um, thinking about this again, it's like to wrap my head around what, what it's like to, have, to be a commercial brewer, um, because again, everything I've ever done is home, home scale, you know, for myself. So to, to wrap my head around commercial brewery, I know a lot of beer breweries in the area, a ton. But their, their scale is huge. I mean, their operations are huge. So I wanted to know what it would be like to be on a smaller scale, especially when it came to kombucha. So I reached out to a whole bunch of local kombucha brewers in the area, and she was the only one that responded to me. Um, and she was so warm and welcoming. She literally told me, we can meet up and talk about anything you want. And I was just taken back by that, like her kindness, really. So we actually met at like a coffee shop halfway. She's in Allentown. Um, her, the High Point Kombucha is out of Allentown, PA. So we met like halfway in a coffee shop. And she just would answer any of my questions. She didn't hide anything. She didn't hold back anything. She, you know, didn't keep any little secrets in her pocket. She was just so uh, open. And it meant so much to me. And... Um, you know, ever since then, she is, like, always available. If I have questions, we've met up. You know, I went to her brewery. She showed me everything she does and how she does it. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, if it, really she was instrumental in me opening this because I think in order for me to believe in myself, I sometimes have to, like, witness what's going on and see it for myself. So I can sort of convince myself, yes, Sean, you can do this. So, um yeah, she, she, I owe her the world, uh, literally. Yeah. Like she is. Now that, that's, uh, that's wonderful that you connected and uh, she did come through. I mean, she looks like, I'm looking on the map, it's uh, like an hour and a half drive from your place in Morrisville up to Allentown, more in the center of the state. So um, I guess she didn't see you as, I mean, some, obviously any business, some small business owners are reluctant to encourage competition, but I, I think she's probably understanding what the kombucha brewers international philosophy is that it's this is a very young industry if you probably i would like to say if you stopped 100 people in the street how many in allentown or in morrisville would have even heard of kombucha it's going to be way less than half of them some some places it's only going to be one in you know 20 10 percent or yeah. less and and, and her- so there's plenty for you all to grow in in uh, in the whole of Penn, in that whole region, really, all the way maybe yeah. up to Manhattan, somewhere like that. 
And her and I have the same um, visions as far as collaborating. We sh- you know that people we all should be working together to make our businesses better. Um, where I feel like it, it, kombucha does get a little competitive. Um, I don't know why that is, but um, you know I, I kind of uh, um, I, I like I like the the, the way that, that the craft um, craft breweries around here handle things. I mean, they all work together. They all collaborate together. Um, yes, of course, there's always going to be some kind of friendly competition, but there doesn't mean that there's not room for, you know, other people. I think, like I said, you know, I was telling you before, I feel like kombucha is still in its infancy and has so much room to grow. So it's not that we're all doing the same thing. So there's no reason why we can't all get together and and yeah. all help each yeah. other out. Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, once you're up and running, you can be a, a source for other inspiring, uh, inspiring other brewers. And, and I think also it's feasible that uh, you connect nationwide in some ways. That's what that KBI organization is about, Kombucha Brewers. And there's also, like I just got back from Germany where there was a, a conference of 170 or so people came from 30 countries. And it, it was pretty open, you know, in terms of sharing with uh, people, went to other uh, kombucha brewers to see their operation. Um, I'm curious about two things. So let's talk about the Reiki infused. Uh, you're a Reiki practitioner. I know a little bit about it. It's kind of like I, I consider Reiki, and this is I've never experienced Reiki, but I've heard of people. It's like you have a massage, but not necessarily people don't touch you. It's like they're mm-hmm. massaging the energy field around you. Is that correct? In very rough terms. And how does how do you infuse? kombucha with a reiki energy i guess is the question yeah so that's yeah so reiki is is a healing modality um and yes it's it's it it, that was a good description because that's kind of like what i tell people that don't know too much about reiki is i say yes it's like it's like getting a massage without anybody ever laying hands on you um reiki really works by intention so it's um there, there there's an intention for healing there's uh an intention for um, a blessing of some of some sort of love. Um, it it brings it brings the highest vibration into play. So um, you know the whole world is vibrating with energy. That's what we do. We all, all day long. Um, so there's high energy uh, and there's low energy, right? So Reiki really literally brings in the intention of the highest vibration that there is, and um, it works for all living things, right? So it's not just human beings. You can Reiki animals. Um, you can Reiki plants, um, and since kombucha is a living organism, you can Reiki kombucha, um, which is infuses it with this higher vibration of love and blessing and intention that you can give anything in the world that's that's alive. So, um, yeah. I said, why not? You know, I mean, like, why not be able to give that intention of mine? to the world or whoever's drinking my kombucha, right? So that's mm. what happens when you drink a bottle of Twilight Kombucha is that you will literally be drinking all my intentions of love and higher vibration. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I, I, uh, I, I heard a very similar thing from one of the uh, people I met in Germany today, a shoe owns and runs Cafe Barbucha. Uh, I don't know if I put it in the posting I did, interviewed him, but uh, he has a, a special filter that some of the German companies use uh, from a company called Legoant, who, which creates what's called structured water. And um, they were at that conference exhibiting. And he says he then 
infuses the kombucha with intention. He didn't use the word Reiki, but uh, that's something that he's involved with. And now just changing gears, um, I'm curious as well about you're obviously a, a, a home brewer of beer. You've, you said you're connected in with the craft beer industry. And as I understand it, I mean, I've always thought the Brewers Association, Craft Beer, their magazine, The New Brewer, is kind of like the, the model that the kombucha industry were kind of like following in their footsteps in some ways because there was no craft beer, like as I understand it, before the end of the 1970s, early 80s when the laws changed. And now there are 8,000 craft beer brewers in the U.S. I think there's around 700 kombucha brewers. Um, do you, I mean, obviously you had the production knowledge of fermenting beer with its, its grains and its hops and everything that you were able to apply to kombucha. What about the market side of it, the, the, the consumers? Do you see any, any lessons from the acceptance of craft beer versus, and, and how kombucha either is or could, could grow into that level of acceptance? Is that anything you're, any lessons you're taking from your knowledge of the beer industry into not the production, but the marketing and distribution of kombucha? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that kombucha can very well be um, like craft beer. I know, you know, there's no alcohol in play, and I, I, know, I know that that's a factor for some people, but it's still a craft. And I feel like the craft breweries are actually – and I think this is part of my, you know, marketing uh, idea is that I think a lot of craft beer breweries are missing the mark on not having kombucha um, on tap in their places because I feel, you know, being a person that goes on beercations and I visited, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of breweries all over the country, um, you know, there is a time that maybe you don't want to, you don't want a beer. And, but you still want to craft. You still want to be part of the crowd. You know, there are a lot of people who don't drink alcohol who just who still want to hang out. And, and breweries have this environment of being very community-like, right? So it's not like you're going to, you know, a normal pub or bar down the street. Uh, you, know, it, you're, you're, you know, you're stepping in the community when you step into beer breweries. I mean, people bring their families. People bring their pets. Um, they hang out longer than they would without drinking a lot either, you know. So – there is such a market for still having that craft there um, amongst everybody. And, you know, people come, like I said, people come with their families. And there are teenagers, there's, uh, you know, mothers, fathers who don't want to drink any alcohol. Uh, it's, it's, it's something for them. So I, I, th I feel like there's, there's still, they're still missing that. They're still missing the mark on that because I, I think that there's so much room for that. And, even just the, the small amount of craft breweries in the area that I talk to about this, um, they're, they're already on board. And, and, or, or if they weren't on board, after that I give them my speech about everything, um, they, think, they think twice about it. Because, you know, a lot of them don't want to, oh, I've gotten, well, we don't want to waste a tap for kombucha. And I understand that. You know, when you're working with a small brewery that has, you know, seven, eight taps, you don't want to not sell one of your beers and put ours. But in the long run, I feel that you will develop a different type of crowd because if you're the only brewery in the area that has kombucha and there are people that love kombucha, you're going to get that crowd. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I, I think that that's something that I'm, I myself am, am going to work on a lot 
um, is, is, tr- is trying to trying to mix the two. Yeah. So very specifically, your so your goal is to distribute in kegs. Uh, is that your, going to be one of your main uh, ways of getting the kombucha out the door? Are you are you also planting bottles or cans or? Uh, yeah, kegs you, and cans. I'm going to can everything I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been really interesting. I I think you, we could be talking for a lot longer. I, I like to keep the the podcast here to under half an hour. I uh, don't want to cut you off, but um, I plan to check back in maybe in six or nine months and and see how it's going. Do you have a kind of a grand opening date? Are you having an official? I mean, it looks like you're still just installing the equipment in the commercial space, but are, are you planning like January 1st, 2023, or, or what's you're going to have a party, or are you just going to gradually ferment away and slip out the door with it? Yeah, I'm still kind of thinking about that. I probably am going to do some kind of grand opening of sorts. Um, I'm still waiting for a few few things. I mean, I could probably brew there right now if I wanted to, but there's still a couple of things I want to get ready before, and I'm still waiting on some um, some inspections from the health inspectors and things like that. So, uh, yeah, right. I, I, ideally, ideally, yes. Uh, uh, I am probably will be in production sometime uh, in January. So, yes, I am planning to maybe have a little uh, a little grand opening party or maybe like a taste a free tasting there uh, or some something like that. Right. Well, good luck with that. And it's been great talking with you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.